Welcome to Snapshot Testimony. I'm your host, Allie Domersant. Today's conversation deals with fatherlessness, confronting pain and trauma from your past. My guest, Christian Ballinger, is a pastor and worship leader at Chicago Tabernacle Church, and he's the author of a new book called All Man, All Amazing. Now, Christian's father was sent to prison when Christian was just three years old, and his mom struggled with mental illness. He shares how Jesus became the example he looked to, his own journey to fatherhood, and the moment he knew he had to forgive his parents. Pastor Christian, thank you for being on the podcast with me today. Oh, the the pleasure and the privilege is all mine. I'm so excited to, to chat with you today. So this is Snapshot Testimony. So we always start with a moment. So Christian, I'm going to start with the moment you're visiting your hometown of mm-hmm. Detroit. You want to introduce your bride-to-be, Heidi, to your family, to the place where you grew up. The last day of the trip, you find yourself alone. You're having a time of prayer with the Lord, and all of a sudden, you are confronted with some pretty heavy emotions. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Yeah, so it was the first time that Heidi, my wife now, of four plus years Mm -hmm. was meeting my family. And I was like, look, I am not going to introduce anybody to my family until it is the one. The one. So by God's grace, the Lord really spoke to me concerning her. We go back to Detroit and over the course of that trip, you know, it was as much of an introduction her to my family Mm -hmm. as it was my life in a sense to her. So we kind of took a round robin of a tour of the greater Detroit area, Uh just show her some places where I grew up, some places I frequented, some of my favorite spots. Uh And what I didn't realize is that taking that trip really, I would say, reminded and maybe even better stated, re-aggravated some emotions for me. Mm. For instance, so... Me and my mother, we used to live on the northwest side of Detroit, around Seven Mile Road, and we were renting a house. It was not the best house, and lo and behold, like our neighborhood was worse than I had even thought when we first moved there, even though I knew it wasn't a great situation. But going back as an adult, you probably became aware of some things that maybe you didn't see as a kid. Well, and I would say I became starkly aware one particular day as a kid. Um, So in the backyard, just really briefly, I was playing baseball with my cousin and my best friend at the time. And we were just having a good time. We were kids being kids. But all of a sudden, we heard a gunshot. Mm. And it was like not a distant one. It was very much close. Wow. So as we turned around to quickly investigate, we saw literally a squadron of police officers fleeing from the house across the street to retreat and hide behind their cars. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, for I don't even know how long we had lived in that house, a year, two years, we were living across the street from a prominent drug house. And that day is when the police decided to bust it. Wow. And I'm nine years old or so. I'm walking to and from school every day. And that is the looming threat across the street. So these are the kinds of memories that are coming back Mm -hmm. as you're now here. This is my bride-to-be. I'm showing her my town. But Mm -hmm. that's a lot to process. It's a lot to process. And I would say that memory really 
typifies the emotions that I had on that morning. Mm. I felt unprotected. Yeah. I felt like I was not covered. I felt like, in a sense, I might not have even been, quote, loved adequately. And, you know, you and I were talking just a little while ago before we started our formal conversation just about our shortcomings as parents Mm -hmm. and how that visits all of us, no matter how much you aspire to be the greatest parent you can be. We all fall short of the glory of God. And for my parents, you know, they, I would like to think that they did their best, but there were circumstances or decisions that contributed to me feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, for my father, he's been in prison since I was three years old. So those feelings of unprotected, uncovered, Mm -hmm. like that, that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, a little boy growing up in the inner city, inner city Detroit, and as rough of a neighborhood as I lived in, in that particular instance, and then elsewhere, you know, I didn't have my father around. Yeah. And that's that's difficult. And my mom, she did the best she could battling mental illness, and she has her, her own story with that. So I yeah. came to that moment at that bedside, <laughs> really just like, having a come to Jesus moment. Yeah, because you're about to now get married, mm-hmm. start your own family, mm-hmm. but you're kind of grappling with some things that maybe were still lingering as yes. all of us have from from childhood, uh, the absence of a father, the circumstances that were tumultuous yeah. at times. What did, what did you experience between you and the Lord as much as you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, man, I experienced Psalm 62, one of my favorite verses, I would say in all of the scripture, because it just, it's such an invitation and it makes God's, it makes God's desire to have a relationship with us so real. Mm -hmm. Psalm 62, it says, trust in the Lord at all times, pour out your heart before him. And in that moment, I just started to pour out my heart because there were some things that needed to be dumped. And those feelings that I was just sharing with you, I very much shared with him, probably in much more raw fashion that day. (laughs) And as I did that, I experienced a lightness and increasing measure come over me. And it culminated in me forgiving my parents. That's big. I knew that before I got up from that bedside, that if I was going to move forward with my life, if I was going to cross over into this next season of being a husband and then eventually a father myself, that was a line that I needed to cross. Mm -hmm. And that day at my bedside, confessing all of those feelings, inundated by my experiences as a child and as a young man growing up in inner city Detroit, I knew that I needed to forgive my parents. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Now, the growing up with the father who was in prison, uh, many people can relate to the absence of a father, whether it's physical absence, whether it's emotional absence, not having that person 
that's there that does all those things that you see on TV, those TV mm-hmm. kind of dad mm-hmm. things. How has that affected your relationship with God? You came to faith at a, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that reality of, I have this heavenly father who is perfect in every way. And I have this earthly father who's, who's flawed and who's let me down in a, in a lot of ways. How did you reconcile that? That is such a great question. I, for me, there is like at least two ways that you can go with this. Mm-hmm. There's one, I'm going to juxtapose my experience of my earthly father onto my experience with my heavenly father. Or there is, I am going to concede what was my experience with my earthly father And I am going to allow my heavenly father to fill the gaps. Mm. And that's the route that I had to take. Was that easy? Did that come easily? In a sense, yes. Um, Strangely enough, Mm. as strange as that sounds. You were longing for that. Mm -hmm. I I have even said to myself, just looking back on my journey, not that I wouldn't have become a Christian if my dad had been around or that I wouldn't have loved God, but I don't know if my relationship with my heavenly father would be as intimate if I had my earthly father around the entire time. Mm. And I want to talk about this book that I have sitting in front of me. It is your first book. Yeah. All Man, All Amazing. And it really explores the humanity of Jesus um, as the perfect father, but other aspects Mm -hmm that you get into into this book. How much did your experience lead you to write a book about all man, all amazing? Yeah, you know, I I feel like in a lot of ways, my journey was designed to culminate at this point, at least in this book. Yeah. Because the basic premise is that even if you grew up in less than ideal circumstances, and I think, to a degree, we all can say that. No Nobody's question. circumstances are <laughs> ideal. And if they're ideal, it's because you live in heaven, not mm-hmm. because you live in down here. <laughs> so this notion of growing up in less than ideal circumstances, maybe you feel like you didn't have a role model or the people that were supposed to be your role model mm-hmm. did not fulfill that, that role in your life. The, they didn't meet those expectations. And even as adults, as we look around we see the people that we're, we're told to look to or that we just by nature, but because of the lives that they have lived, we look to them, but then later discover their fallings, their shortcomings. And then we lose confidence in who can we follow. But there is a person who is our consummate role model. Mm-hmm. And he's our role model in every respect. And that's Jesus Christ. And my unique experience as as a child, as a young man, really not having that formative role model in the home and then really surveying my near surroundings and quite frankly, not finding that role model as well. I I really had to look to Jesus and try to identify as much as I could based on my unfolding understanding, who were the people that were really emulating him so that I can follow that example. Now you get into some things in this book, like Jesus as a sibling. I mean, Mm -hmm. when he was, Jesus fully man, fully God, 
sometimes you don't even, your mind doesn't even go there that Jesus was a sibling. Mm -hmm. He was a a son. He had earthly parents. What did you learn writing this book? I learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where do we even start? (laughs) Yeah, so I originally got the idea or the holy download, if you will, for this book several years ago. It was, I was a, a young man, I was single and quite frankly, I was struggling mm. and I was just trying to find my way in life. And I had just one day become so utterly aware of the humanity of Christ and how he was tempted at all points, just like I was as a young man, yeah. yet he was without sin. And because of both of those aspects, he is able to both sympathize with me, but also empower me to not succumb to my weaknesses, to Mm. be able to persist in following his example. But at that point, I knew I didn't have enough life experience. I didn't have enough time in the scripture to really be able to articulate what I've been able to articulate over the last year and a half or so. Yeah. All Man, All Amazing is the name of the book. I want to give people kind of a glimpse of where you're at now. We started with you in this room praying. You're on the cusp of starting this new life. Now you are a husband of how many years now? Of four and a half years. Four and a half years and a father to little little guy named Marshall. Mm-hmm. Who two is year old. Two who years is the, old. The king of our home. That's, <laughs> that's what he thinks at least. <laughs> and one on the way. Mm-hmm. Who by, by the time this airs, you will be a dad of two. Be a dad of two. Which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to sum up here, when you look back on what God has done in your journey and how Jesus has been a perfect father to you, um, what are you most grateful for? And what do you most want to teach your son? He disciplines those that he loves. Mm. When you grow up without a father, it's very easy to reject any form of, of discipline because you're not necessarily used to that particularly male authority in your home, which, you know, in my home, there is, I would say equal opportunity discipline, but there is, there's something when dad steps in and is Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you need to chill out, (laughs) (laughs) which I have to say quite a bit. Um, so for me, I've, I've been most grateful for that because it has allowed me to not feel like I'm being picked on, but that I'm being pushed. Mm. And it's those nudges that God has given me over the years that really has everything to do with why I'm sitting across from you today. And what would you say to somebody who's um, really feeling like you were maybe a couple years ago, like I don't have anyone to look to. I'm, you know, I don't feel like maybe I even have a friend in, in the world and I've heard about God, but I mean, come on, mm-hmm. life is hard. What mm-hmm. would you say to that person? I would say, give Jesus an opportunity to show you how real of a person he was. And that is, that's my hope in writing this book and and pinning the things that I did to really show people, hey, Jesus was a real person. He is still a real person. And if we are, if we are to really lean into that, then we will experience not just the compassion of heaven, but we'll experience the empowerment of heaven as well to not just follow his example, but then to be an example for others. And I can speak to that as somebody, I didn't grow up with a father, but by God's grace, he's allowed me to be a father to one and, and Lord 
willing in the near future, two children, which is really exciting. What a joy to have you on the podcast today. I I appreciate the time. I've, I've enjoyed reading the book and our friendship, you and Heidi and me and my husband, friendship for many years. And Mm -hmm. it's always a joy to have some time with you. Likewise, likewise. I hope you'll check out Christian's book, All Manned, All Amazing by Christian Ballinger. And if today's conversation encouraged you, please make sure to share it with a friend. I'm Allie, and I'll be back next week with another Snapshot Testimony, sharing the moments that mark your faith in Christ.